0: This is Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. Each week, we explore how beliefs shape our world, our politics, and our culture. In some faith communities, certain rituals can only be performed in special places, off limits to outsiders. But sometimes, the doors are opened. Good morning. We are so pleased to have you here with us today. My name is Ann Golightly. I've been asked to be the MC, And we are here for a very special press conference and tour of the Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We have been waiting so long for this opportunity, and we're so glad that you are here with us. The Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints has been closed to the public since it was dedicated as a sacred space in 1974. For more than 40 years, only church members have entered the white marble building with its six soaring towers, each topped with gold spires, in West Kensington, Maryland. If you are in the Washington, D.C. region and you drive around the infamous Beltway, the Mormon Temple is a visual landmark that is unmistakable. During rush hour, when the sun is setting, the white marble sets against the blue sky and it becomes impossible to miss. And it feels magical. With its gothic arches, it has a majestic presence as it rises above the tree line, 233 feet above. It sits on 55 acres surrounded by trees. When my kids were little, They were fascinated by it. My youngest once exclaimed it was Disneyland, while the older one corrected him and said, no, it's Congress. I corrected both, explaining that it was a special temple. And then, like kids, they had questions. Most, I couldn't answer. That is, until last week. This media day is set aside as sort of our first kickoff to a public open house of a building that's been closed for over 50 years to the public. Everyone that has an interest to come see the inside of this building, this special holy house of God, has that opportunity. For the last four years, the D.C. Temple has undergone a massive renovation, taking it out of commission as a sacred space. But now, the work is complete, and the big bronze double doors are open to the public until June 11th. In the fall, the temple will be rededicated and once again open only to church members. Earlier this month, before the public open house, the D.C. Temple welcomed reporters for a tour. On a drizzly and overcast day, the parking lot was filled to capacity. Our producer, Kevin McCarthy, and I joined media colleagues assembled. On the way in, I met a colleague from the New York Times who doesn't cover religion for the paper, but she explained to me that she jumped at the opportunity because she lives near the iconic temple. And this open house is a rare chance to learn about the rituals that take place inside. For most of us, it's a mystery. As the organizers hoped, we came away with a better understanding of who Mormons are and why they do what they do. God offers each of us a sacred place of peace and healing and purpose where we can connect with heaven, where we can connect with each other, and we can connect with our truest, noblest self. Come and see. Welcome to the house of the Lord. But before we walk through the temple together we need a refresher course on the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and its place in the American religious landscape. How did this faith community, often described as Mormonism, move from the fringe to the mainstream? How did it grow from an American-born sect to a global religion? And how do the controversies that have dogged it for decades continue to challenge its image and status? By historical standards, the LDS Church is young. It was founded in 1830 in upstate New York by a young farmer named Joseph Smith and a half-dozen of his followers. Smith said he was visited by an angel named Moroni, who gave him a set of golden plates that contained another testament of Jesus Christ. The angel told him this testament would restore the true church. Using two transparent stones left with the plates, Smith set about translating them into what would become the Book of Mormon. Only 11 members of the new church testified that they had seen the plates. Smith claimed he returned them to Moroni after the translation was done. They have never been seen again. After the Book of Mormon was published in 1830, Smith's faithful were quickly chased west by Christian neighbors, who thought their beliefs and rituals were at least bizarre if not downright blasphemous. they They constructed their first temple in Kirtland, Ohio, and dedicated it in 1836. It still stands, but is now owned by the Community of Christ, an offshoot of the original LDS Church, and is open to the public. The Mormons didn't stay long in Ohio. Smith said he received another revelation to take his followers to western Missouri, where he said Jesus would make his eventual return. But Missouri didn't want the Mormons. Its governor even issued an extermination order against them. There were battles, massacres, and other violence committed by both Missourians and Mormons. By 1838, the Mormons were forced to retreat east to Nauvoo, Illinois, where they began construction on their second temple in 1841. But in June 1844, Joseph Smith and his brother Hiram were imprisoned in a Carthage, Missouri jail, charged with treason and inciting a riot. Vigilantes shot and killed them both. Joseph Smith at the time was 38 years old. The rest of the story has become part of the American myth. A new leader, Brigham Young, led the shattered Mormons out of Nauvoo and the Midwest, across the Great Plains, and into what was then the Utah Territory. On the shores of the Great Lake, Young is believed to have declared, this is the place. First thing the tens of thousands of Mormons did was erect a temple. Their third, the Salt Lake City Temple, was dedicated in 1850. Today, there are 282 temples around the world serving 16 million church members. The U.S. and Canada have the most temples, followed by South America. There are temples scattered across Central and Southern Africa, across Europe, India, and the Far East. 170 have been dedicated and are only open to church members, and another 49 are under construction. It is the church's practice to open a temple to the public for a few weeks prior to its dedication. So, the chance to enter the D.C. temple after its renovation and before its rededication is rare. When we come back, We head inside the D.C. Temple for a preview tour of the public open house. I'm Umbreen Khan, and you're listening to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. We'll be back after this short break.